Mike, turn your games down. Hi, everybody. Welcome to a very, very special episode of uh, episode chosen by you, the patrons, and me being one of the three people that voted for it. This is Games My Mom Found. Whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. Isn't that psych my mom found? <laughs> both ways. <laughs> and I am Mike Helberton, who's laughing in obscurity with me tonight. I had 57 jobs since high school, Michael K. Hughes. And this is Ken TT Showbiz Sanity. <laughs> <laughs> the extra T stands for talent. You know, and yes, just like in honor of this very special pilot test, we did it the right way. This is our third take trying to get the intro done because <laughs> Skype just kept fucking us up. Yeah. My, you know. my microphone cut out. So, you know, I feel like it's an honor of psych. That's how it felt to me just now. Sounds right. It, it fit the it fit the oddness of, <laughs> of this show, too. Welcome to Games My Mount Found. We'll get it right eventually. Yeah, someday. So we are here to talk about the psych, just the pilot. Which is not good, but <laughs> which came out in 2006, and I don't remember what channel it was on. Uh, USA. USA. Okay. Well, I didn't. I didn't watch the show until what, early earlier this year, 2021. Yeah. Yep. I don't. It wasn't even like I wasn't even planning on watching the show. Tiff just put it on randomly, and she was gonna watch it by her. I think she was gonna watch it by herself. And I'm like, okay. Or she wanted me to see it. And I was editing. I'm like, sure, I'm editing. I don't care. Put it on. I'll watch it. And it it hooked me a little. The, okay, the first episode didn't hook me, but I got hooked into the show. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good one. I I remember watching them as they were new, but I don't think it was from the very beginning. The first one I actually remember watching was the the Telemundo episode. I can't remember. Ah, uh, the Telemundo episode. <laughs> I, I can't even. I'm not even sure what that is. The where he's on the the Spanish soap opera. Okay, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really funny because. I'm pretty sure James Roday Rodriguez has done soap opera work. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Okay. I'm curious now. Now he's a he's a funny actor sometimes. <laughs> yeah, he's he's fine. He's great in this. This this first episode really, you know, this is a pilot in the truest sense of the word. Oh, the show wasn't fully formed. It was basically just a a proof of concept. It felt mm-hmm. like to me. That is very. And- all the sets are different. Yep. None of All the, the sets, sets are different. You get to see places that you'll never see again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I mean, even just the way it starts off is, well, because the whole gimmick of the, of the show, for those that haven't watched like one, you should have some Amazon prime. But if you haven't, the whole gimmick is that this guy is a kid. Well, when he was a kid, his dad was an asshole and taught him how to have like a, what's the word phonetic memory or uh, eidetic eidetic memory so he can he can see something and then he's learned to concentrate and remember stuff he's like the, the first thing you see and he closes his eyes and he wants pie but he can't get pie unless he can tell how many hats are in the room and who's it's, wearing a hat and what's the name of the girl when they came in and and the name badge just little stuff that show he's paying attention and then he buys it and he gets him a pie which again is an asshole move i don't like the dad <laughs> well we know you're not trained this way because it was fudge cake not pie Nah. <laughs> yeah, I definitely not trained that way. <laughs> I the hostess, the manager's name was Marie. <laughs> there were three hats in the room and a beanie is in a hat because it's a cap. It's a cap. <laughs> it, shows good. It, it, it shows the way that he does it. And that's the whole idea that this kid was trained to be like this. So as he gets older, he has that ability. And I think they want to make a comment. They make a comment early on where they say you could be a cop someday, just like your dad. And I think he says... He says he's 
She says, I know what you're going to be when you grow up. And he says, I'm never going to grow up. Okay. Well, but, that's true too. Yeah. <laughs> and this is young Sean. This is the first and last time we will see this actor play young Sean. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Out, Which sucks. Time. I do like this kid. He does, he does a good job. Uh, yeah. He didn't do too bad. It wasn't his fault at this. He was only in this one little scene. He was fine. Yeah. Yeah. But you also got the appearance of Henry Spencer, Sean's dad, played by the one, the only, Corbin Burnson. Roger Dorn. Yep. I don't even, I don't know him from anything else. You've never seen Major League? No. Oh, Mike. <laughs> he was also big on uh, that show, L.A. Law, that was uh, huge back in the late 80s, early 90s. Never heard of it. I've heard I'm of it. I've not, I've not seen it. It's not a bad movie. A weird place sometimes, I think. I just don't notice things that the world passes me by. (laughs) (laughs) So then after the diner, it cuts to 2006. Well, hey, the year the show was aired. And it shows Sean. And it it shows Sean, which, again, I don't think this happened all the time. Me and Tiff were arguing about this. Not actually arguing, but I disagreed. That he, they're showing him as a man whore, and he's sleeping. He's trying about to sleep with this woman, but he sees something on TV about the news about how where this guy is, you know, stole, and he wants to call the police to tell him, hey, it's actually the manager who stole. And I want to say you don't see this very often. He's not like I know he's hitting on women all the time, being a, and trying to be a sleaze, but it doesn't go anywhere ever. Usually, I feel like, uh, yeah, yeah you, is... either him or Gus are always hitting on the women in the episodes for sure. But it doesn't go anywhere. They're like, you're an idiot. Yeah. Yeah, but this one, you you know, actually see that Sean is how did you say getting it? <laughs> he's getting it. <sighs> well, he's about she, to, is, until he... <laughs> she doesn't seem to have much standards though, because she's like, I knew you're going to be my best table, so they clearly just met. Yep. And let's let's not get you know let's not get shamey in this episode. All right. Adults have healthy sexual appetites. It's perfectly fine, normal, acceptable to embrace it. (laughs) But she was getting paid a lot of money beyond TV to do it. Hey, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) And then you you have that. And and, and the first thing I had to put down was there was no intro. I'm like, where's my intro? There was just, (laughs) it started to play the music. Do, 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 do. And then that was it. And then it went right into him going to police station and I got upset. I'm like, oh, there's no music. And I see the police station. I'm like, that's not the police station. Well, yeah. Cause they don't even have the name of the agency yet. So they can't just throw a psych up there and get away. You gotta earn a different it. set completely. Like when he walks in the station in the first episode, it's come. Everything is different. Nothing oh, is the yeah. way that it will be going forward. Yeah. Like Kenneth said, it's just a proof of concept. They just had to get something and then they made it better when they got signed. Got money. Yeah. Or yeah. However Look. that shit works. I don't know. You, Once you the make a second pilot. episode happened, it was better. I think, I think the way it works is you make a pilot, you get someone to pay for your pilot, of course, or you pay for it yourself, <laughs> and then you try to get the show on the air, and then if they if they like it, then they pay for it, and you actually get real money then. I yep. think it's how okay. it works. Magic. That is it. correct. Okay. A lot of times, scripts will be ordered into pilots uh, by the network, like if they... I'm not exactly sure how this uh, ended up starting out, but um, a lot of times you'll write a script network will order a pilot to kind of see how it does with test audiences. And remember I said test audiences, that's going to come in handy later. (laughs) But uh, once test audiences respond well, then it goes to series. And thank God for that one, because I love this show. It's like how Family Guy started out as a Cartoon Network short. Glad that went off. 
That is a fact. That is how that happened. That's insanity. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, and then when he goes to the police station, you see him reading the room and like he's talking to the idiot guy who broke his girlfriend's car. So they have no evidence. He's like, you're covered in it. But that guy looks cool. really familiar. Yeah, he did. I'm not sure who he is, but he did look familiar. It, it It's a cool little scene because it shows where Sean isn't at, you know, Sean doing what is about to happen in the show where he's reading the room and figuring out what everybody's up to and paying, filing everything away that's going on that people are doing that they're unaware that he's paying attention to. Yeah, which is his uh, ability, well, I guess. That criminal is Mark Atchison, I believe. Apparently. And uh, he's been in a ton of things. He was apparently in the first Psych movie. Nah. I don't remember that. I've only seen it the one time. If I could watch it on Amazon, I would have already seen it, damn it. All this stuff is free on Peacock. What are you doing with your life? I'll have to sign up for Peacock. <laughs> but I it's free. Amazon. I just did this morning. Yeah, we'll see. It might happen, but... <laughs> I do kind of want to watch these movies. So the third one's about to come out in like two weeks as of yep. this recording. 12 days. Well, November 18th. Mark your calendar. Psych next this. week. It won't be that far away from it. Yeah. So, and so this was, I thought this was funny when he, when he goes and he tells the cops, okay, I'm ready for my reward. And they're like, no, no, come in here. And they start interrogating him. And I got upset. Not that they were interrogating him. Cause it was funny. I laughed a couple times. Oh, I had, so I had watched the entire series after I watched this pilot and watched the entire series. The last, you know, last year or so. And then we go back and we're doing this for the show. And I'm like, I had forgotten how terrible the actress is that plays like um, Lassie's partner that gets replaced by Maggie Lawson. She's fine. She's just meant to be a, a straight person in the to offset Sean's goofiness, which I mean, is what Lassiter feels later. But oh, it's terrible. Yeah. She just yeah, glares like, all the time. I mean, I know it wasn't her. It was, you know, whatever the script told her to do, but it was just so bad. I hated it. I hated it every time she's on the screen. Yeah. The character of Lucinda Berry. I'm not sure if they ever say her name no, in that episode. They don't. Nope. <laughs> not but really. um, the test audiences hated that character. So moving forward, that character didn't exist. Well, you get the <laughs> They mentioned her one other time in the whole series. Yep. Is it the second episode? No, it's. Well, I don't want to spoil further into the show. Oh, yeah. I forget they do it's, mention it though. It's when Lassie finds out about Sean's relationship with someone. Oh, and, Maggie. Yeah. Okay. Well, they, yeah. Throw it out it there. It doesn't matter. <laughs> All yes. right, everybody. Spoilers for a 120 episode show, I guess. <laughs> yeah. He it's said, uh, "Says something like you got the girl I liked." fired or something or moved off whatever and yeah. she got transferred because they were sleeping together yeah there you go and because yeah. she was there yeah that'll work <laughs> <laughs> we put her in a bus <laughs> <laughs> oh, and and then this when they start interrog- like they interrogate him because they he's like wait you think i'm the guy they're like yeah you had inside information you're a number one suspect and i thought that was still funny he, you know he's like hey wait a second I, i'm helping you yeah i, Don't I you will dare say voice Please work. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing a great job of that yourself. (laughs) This Sean is so much. He's kind of nastier. Like with Uh his humor, he's not as jovial and fun loving as he is in the other episodes. He's like really almost kind of bordering on mean in this episode at times. They didn't know exactly. I think what they were going for yet. Well, proof of concept. Yeah. I mean, that's, perfect way you can you can say that's a perfect way to put this though yep i'll tell you one character they nailed right out of the gate though 
<laughs> he doesn't show up yet. What? Uh, <laughs> I'm almost there. I mean, I'll, we'll get there. And then this is where you first have Sean, because they're about to arrest Sean. This is why you have him. Because he lies and says he's psychic and starts his whole little having convulsions and things and then starts telling everybody, oh, like this guy is this. And he just, which is the whole way, the whole reason of the show is all be, that becomes is all because he had one incident where he's trying to get himself out of going to prison. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is also where you meet Buzz. <laughs> I was happy to see he was in this. Yeah. In the pilot. Uh, Buzz like is one that. of the mainstays in the entire series. And he's just one of my favorite, one of my favorite police officers. He's so <laughs> fun and optimistic. <laughs> he's a big old himbo. Oh, yeah. Big himbo energy. <laughs> He's a good character. And Kenneth, I figured you were talking about Lassiter as the character they nailed right off the bat, because he doesn't really well, change. Mean, except he does. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, he, he softens up, but he, he keeps this this gruff personality through most of the whole the show. Oh, yeah. We really should talk about Lassiter, because Lassiter right off the bat just wants to arrest Sean. And Lassiter is played by Timothy Omenson, who stellar in this role. Oh, yeah. Absolutely stellar. He does a good job. I've never seen him anything else, but he does a good job in this role. We're going to talk about another role he was in toward the end of the show. Okay. He he does a good... He's a good actor in this show. Like, he he really didn't... You know, I didn't like the character at first, but as the show progresses, I really did end up liking the character a lot more. He's got a real a lot of really good lines too. It's like his, his uh, I would rather bit, or it's always something really terrible. It's like, I'd rather <laughs> fall in love with a vegan. <laughs> it is funny though. He just hates Sean so much for the most part of the show until like yeah, for a long time. Yeah. It's always funny though. He just does not like him. And then yeah, like I, I did enjoy the whole psychic thing. He's like, Oh, check the guy's boots. He's got you know, he'll have evidence in his left boot, even though you saw him put it in. He's like, Oh, and you're your grandmother is like, it's all like, oh, and you're, you're getting ready for a wedding reception. You know, there's little yeah, things because he saw them doing just stuff. Stuff he noticed. Yeah. Yep. And then they believe he's so, psychic. And it works, kind of, because as he's leaving the police station after collecting a reward check for helping out with this stereo robbery crime, he's stopped by the interim chief of police, Karen Vick. Sure, you call her that. <laughs> <laughs> She's. I like her. I, I, was, I was always curious, was she pregnant in real life when they were filming this, I wonder? I believe, yes. Okay. Because I figured that's why they did it, because there doesn't seem to be any other reason to have her be pregnant in the show, because it doesn't really go yes. anywhere. I figured she it was. was pregnant with her daughter during that time. Okay. That makes sense. I, I like her, and I like when she shows up and, you know, confronts him to hire him, and this is what starts the entire, you know, what the show becomes. And then as, as Kenneth so was now, saying, hmm? I was just going to say, so now that Sean has a case, he needs help. He needs his Watson. Best damn character. And what a Watson. <laughs> I also got upset, too, in, in this. When he goes to the building where Gus is working at, it's not the same office. <laughs> and it upset me, too, again. Okay, I don't, it was dumb, but I was like, why are all the sets different? I don't like this. <laughs> One more time. Why not? Proof of concept. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Still, it just upset me. And <laughs> so next, we meet phart- pharmaceutical sales representative Burton Guster. Everybody calls him <laughs> Gus, as played by Dulé Hill. Everyone except for his uncle Burton. <laughs> <laughs> He's not that good in this pilot. He's better, but like they haven't really developed the character yet, as we'll see later on. But man, does he make this show good! I would, well, yeah, because he definitely plays the the part of the straight man. Because otherwise, Sean's just going to do whatever the hell he wants, like he's done his whole life. So he needs Gus to 
to keep him grounded. But then you get to see those moments of brilliance where you can tell they've been best friends their whole life because they start acting like children. <laughs> and that really is what makes this show work. The relationship between Sean and Gus is one of the best friendships I've ever seen on television. It just mm-hmm. they it feels like they've known each other forever. Like the and jump ahead in the series, the the bank heist episode where the guy's in there with a gun and Gus is in there and Sean finds us out and he just abandons all reason, tries to storm his way in there. It's like you actually feel for him. Yeah, he I mean, he loves them. Like they're best. For, like it, it, I love the relationship between them, their mm-hmm. friendship and everything. Yeah. It's so good. Without this relationship, the show doesn't go anywhere. I oh. honestly think that. Yeah, you couldn't do the show without because I mean, and then the other thing about him is that he does such a good job of bouncing off Sean, too. With all I mean, and none of his catchphrases are in this. There's there's none of them in this pilot. <laughs> no, I was upset. None of them started this episode. <laughs> oh, but no. Episode two is where, like, it really starts to get the, the hooks in where they sit down yeah, the groundwork. Once... It's like, OK, every episode from here on is going to be this. Once they actually have a series order, then they get the writer's room assembled and they just start cranking out amazing things. But (laughs) there is a lot of things that start. There are a lot of things that start in this episode. Like it's our first time that we see the blueberry, (laughs) which is Gus's Toyota Echo. Hey, somebody owns that car, by the way. Yeah. I and think they the, gave it away during the last show. Not gave it away. They sold. They bid it for charity. Oh, yeah. That's what it was. In the very Something last like episode, that. which isn't really an episode, just like a little like, you know how when a show ends, they have a little get together where people just talk about how the show was and things. And they did an auction to give away the car to sell the car for charity. That's good. Because the last episode is probably the worst episode in the series. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's we're going to talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> The, Maybe the not sleep? during this episode, but the sleep study one. No way. That's a butt. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. It's absolutely tacked on because they just wanted to do one more horror parody. Oh, wait, never mind. That's right. I forgot that that was. Yeah, OK, that's never mind. Fucking Forget awful. it. Forget <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, not the actual last episode. OK, I didn't care for that one either. But all right. And then sh- and then we have them and then we have them. They go to the kidnapper's house, which, again, you have him. You, you see Sean going in the garbage. Because he really does, he's not psychic, so he's just looking for you know evidence, and he's like, oh, and he, that's when he finds the three bags of dog food and, and the CD case, which he's like, oh, I'm going to keep this. <laughs> well, it was <laughs> almost new, <laughs> which doesn't really play a part later. You don't ever see him, but I mean, again, he's he doesn't really keep any jobs, so he probably doesn't have very much money. It it does date the episode though. <laughs> yes, it does. You hey, find one of those now. It's like, oh god, those. look at this garbage. You can still buy those at your local dollar store. I used to have a giant CD case of like, it could hold, I think it was like 100 or 200 CDs. And they were all pirated CDs, but it had of anime at the time. I remember having it. I got one of my PS1 games are in somewhere. All mine are still in their case. You know, that's funny. I'm looking at my like three 500 CD wallets right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you like music a lot, don't you? I do. Okay. I'm. I do. I listen to music every chance I have. I only listen to, well, I, I'm weird with music. And as I said in the show before, I'm going through a Taylor Swift craze where all I listen to is Taylor Swift. That's it. Just her music constantly. Oh, since we're talking about music, let's talk about how this episode opens up with sure. the song. Things can only get better by eighties pop icon, Howard Jones. 
Oh, that's what that was? I didn't even catch that. Yep. Nope. It's got a very distinct beginning. I As soon as I heard it the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, yeah, 80s music. <gasps> it's Howard Jones. And this show would go on to feature some of the biggest names in 80s music, both in the soundtrack and on the show itself as recurring characters. Kurt Smith. Kurt Smith. The, the half of Tears for Fears that Sean loves. Please stop yeah. saying that you love me. <laughs> okay, now I can hear it. I didn't catch that because I don't know the song. I have no recollection of the song ever before. Uh, well, you should go listen to some Howard Jones. Everybody out there, go listen to some Howard Jones. <laughs> Trust yeah, me, man. you won't be disappointed. <laughs> I'm surprised. I listened to a lot of 80 music before, but this does not sound familiar. Oh, no, I do know this. I once I got to the chorus or the the hook. All right, and then you have him looking. Then you have him in the house. He's hitting on the girl, looking at the pictures. Which again, I mean, I don't like this version of. I like the Sean where he hits on girls and they're like, "You're an asshole," and that's it. <laughs> you know, where it's just like so. The things he says are so stupid. He doesn't expect anything to actually happen out of it. Where this one, he's actually trying to be charming still in this first episode. Yeah, he's much more of a Lothario type character in this first episode. I don't I believe like somebody once used a description not of Sean, but someone I know is referred to as a unrelenting poon hound. And that's what Sean <laughs> is in this episode. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. Cause even at one point he's like, let me sit next to that junior detective. <laughs> Talk about Lassiter's girlfriend. <laughs> yep. Shameless. And this is Sean hitting on the daughter of this very rich family whose son has been kidnapped. He has no shame in this episode whatsoever. No. Yeah. And he we're all better not. for it. I also don't care for the plot of this episode either. So the whole thing is the dog went missing and the son went missing. And this rich man is trying, has the police looking for the, looking for his son and dog. And that's what the whole thing is about. And it's just, the only thing I did like is when you, when, when you have, okay, when he meets the father, I got happy because the father is actually from Stargate SG1. He's the general for like eight seasons. He's also okay. from Twin Peaks. If I tell you I never watched all that show, will you be upset with me? I don't know. Will you be upset with me that I've never watched an episode of Stargate SG-1? <laughs> Not at all. I've never watched either of them. Because you shouldn't. <laughs> it's a great show. But you shouldn't. <laughs> I, don't re- <laughs> I love Stargate. Oh, I, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll cover the Dual Spires episode sometime. Then you can talk all you want about uh, Twin Peaks. Jesus, you just said Oh, that. I watched I the first will. season of Twin Peaks, but I never got into season two. I just Fair enough. fell off it. I meant to watch it. I just didn't finish it. God. That dual spires episode is so good. <laughs> it really is. And there's uh, speaking of Twin Peaks, there's a there's a Twin Peaks episode of Psych way later on. That's what we're talking about. Dual spires. Yep. Oh, dual spires. Oh, okay. That was a funny Cinnamon episode. Cinnamon Festival. <laughs> yep. Gotta get the monkey bread. And then they have all the actors from uh Oh my god, Twin Peaks. In it. <laughs> Jesus. That was a, I, a I love all the reference episodes that Psych has. Yeah. They make fun of something yeah. else. Like there's a there's a Friday the thirteenth episode. Like it's so good. Uh, let's, let's finish. We should finish this one. <laughs> uh, why do we do? I do that? Why do I talk about that? And then, this is when Gus leaves him. I okay. I didn't like this. So oh, before they go, I think they in my note somewhere I put pineapple somewhere in here. He pulls a pineapple out of the. Oh, when they go to the the person that the crime, the guy's house, he grabs a pineapple out of the fridge. And says, hey, yeah. I can cut this on the way. And no, he's it's in Gus's apartment. Oh, Gus's apartment. He's like, I can cut this on the way there. Slice this up for the road. It's one of my wife's and I's favorite lines. We say it all the time. Pretty much every time we see a pineapple out in the wild, it's you slice us up for the road. I don't. Every so often they bring back that joke, but I don't understand why. 
There's every a pineapple show, no, every episode. Every, every single episode, there's a pineapple because oh, of this. Yeah. Okay, I didn't catch it. I only saw it once in a while. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes they're, they're pretty hidden. Right. It's like yeah. uh, every Seinfeld episode has a Superman somewhere in it. I've only people love the running jokes. It's not. It's not for me. Like and I know this people when, love it. And then when they're at the house, Gus just leaves them there, and then he ends up finding, <laughs> and then he ends up hooking up with the girl, which I didn't like this either. And then Sean, he, and the next, the next thing you see is him in, in Gus's apartment at six in the morning, scaring Gus. And this is when he has the pineapple, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I jump, and then, then when they're driving back to the mansion, the cop pulls them over, and you get a little bit of like background about how all oh, the dad's back from Miami, and he's been here for a year. And, and he didn't, didn't even tell, tell Sean, which kind of starts to show their relationship more. I got upset, too, when you see the house because it's not the same house. But, you know, <laughs> I had issues with this proof of concept. Oh, I and this is where you have and then they go, to the, you know, they put they put two and two together. Sean realizes, hey, they're at this cabin. I got pictures when I was when I was over at the girl's house. And then he puts it together. They have to go. And this is kind of when the whole idea kind of comes up. They go. They go there. They see that the dog is there. Like, oh, this is where they're hiding. So he goes back to the police station. And, or, no, he tries to go find last. And actually going to a diner. And he won't listen to him. So he tells him this whole thing where he's like, don't know oh, the chicken. Don't chicken. I was like, how do you know? Well, that guy, whoever that guy was, they knew him. Oh, he has hay fever. So he's going to start, you know, sneezing. And it's because of that that Lassie will listen to his plan, where his whole, where he tells Lassie, "Oh, I got this vision, and come here." And this is you know more of what what they do every single week, come up with ways to find out stuff information. <laughs> they crap in the car, they take Lassie to the lake, and then he plays the whole thing. Like, oh, look what I look what look what's there, look what's there. Like he doesn't know. Detective, what do you see? <laughs> <laughs> that might be my favorite line delivery in this entire episode. This is really good. <laughs> <laughs> I do my practice my shocked face. Gus, show me yours. That's terrible. It doesn't give me a surprise at all. <laughs> Again, the two, the two of them are so good together. I always wonder how much stuff was in the script and how much was just them later on just playing their characters. <laughs> I don't know. They got well. I'll scenes. tell you That's one thing. Up. Yeah, the pineapple was an ad lib, not in the script, huh. and everybody liked it so much it stayed in the episode, and that's what spawned the pineapple. Oh, oh man, it, it's on the cover of the the complete <laughs> collection of the the series that we own. So it's, yes, it's, it is. That's kind of funny. Okay, I didn't know that was an ad lib. It makes sense though. I can believe it completely. With them, and he takes Lassie to the lake, and then they have the entire police like squad just show up, and this is where they then. I like this when they they go over to get them. Like, oh, come in. The, they're gonna come inside the house. And I was like, okay. So he's like, oh, Gus, act shocked, and then they see the dead bodies, and Gus runs out and screams. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you're the, for the first high-pitched girl squ- scream of the series. Uh, he does a good but job. not the it. last one. <laughs> no, God, no. They reference this again in the, the Weatherman episode. That was one time, uh, Sean. I don't like dead bodies. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the show is great. Not so, right. but the show is great. And this is where the chief then gets mad at Sean, because Sean wants I think, to, to talk to the father, but they won't let him. They tell him, they're like, no, just get out of here. But he still ends up questioning the dad at one point. About the bandage. Or no, he sees the bandage on the dad's arm when he's talking with the with Karen, the uh-huh. interim chief, and that's what makes him go, hmm, something's up here. And I and then this is and after this he goes to go see his dad. He confronts his dad about how he's been back and didn't tell him. And you kinda get to see their strange relationship, how it starts off at. And there was a part I didn't like when they're in the bar, he does the stupid test again to show that Sean can still do it. But then he makes Sean foot the bill. I didn't like that. 
He does that the entire series, though. He's constantly sticking Sean with the bill. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It just it's one of those things I was like, eh, it just bothered me for some reason. To me, it didn't fit how Henry is later because Henry's always kind of taking care of him. Oh, you see, Henry this episode, he's he still cares. He just doesn't want to show it. Yeah, Yeah. because he, you know, this is where he had him. So it was because in the end, you know, he, you know, he does things to help him out. But for the rest, not really. (laughs) But Sean and Henry do discuss the case. And at one point, Henry says, well, you might want to consider who you're trusting on this case because they may not be who you think they are. Which brings us to Sean staking out somebody. (laughs) You brought me out of work to stalk a girl. (laughs) Okay, this I got this. This sort I had issues with. So he goes there. He follows the girl. He the daughter of the of general from SG1. With this bag, duffel bag, because of course that's what you're going to put money in. And he follows her. She takes her to a thrift store. He follows her to the thrift store. And then she's, and then as she's there, she's in the alley giving this guy, this shady looking guy, the bag. And he jumps out, runs after, runs after her, grabs his bag and runs back to the car. And this guy runs after him, the guy at the thrift store. And I'm like, who the hell at a thrift store? Be? I'd be like, oh, oh, well. Yeah, Who the this, hell is really going to be chasing after somebody down the alley? This whole I, scene just kind of feels like filler. Yeah. Yeah, it pretty much is. Because, like, it, it comes in at a, a sparse 66 minutes, so it feels like they just wanted to push it over that hour mark. It's stupid. It, it's just so un... I don't know, because I guess as a guy who worked in retail for so much, so, so many years of my life, I'm like, I would have never... I would have been like, oh, okay, bye. <laughs> Especially at thrift stores, like, you were going to give this away anyway, and now we gave it away to someone else that apparently wanted a lot more than you did. Than we did, so. All right. I just wanted to be an ass. Yeah, I mean, I really thought at first, like, oh, you know, it actually had money in there, and this whole thing was a, you know, like, it was a setup, and that's why they were doing it, and then you find out when he goes in there, and Gus, he tells Gus to go buy the bag, and then Sean just steals the bag and runs out the store. (laughs) (laughs) And there's really nothing there. It was just, she was just selling a bag of clothes. You didn't tell me I was the bait? (laughs) (laughs) And it's not the first time that Sean uses Gus's bait. (laughs) No, (laughs) not the last one, rather. Uh, it's not the first time either. He learned that in yeah. the Mexican border twice. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, they're so good together. I don't know. I just, I just, it just rubbed me the wrong way with this whole thing. With like, I mean, again, stupid. I'm having, I'm complaining about something really dumb, but it bothered me. Hey, if it I, bothered you, it bothered you. Yeah, but it was, it, it had no reason to. <laughs> <laughs> we honor all opinions here on Games by Mount Pound. Yeah, do we? <laughs> sure. Uh, it was just one of those things where I'm just like, I can't believe that. Unbelievable. I can believe a guy could fake psychic and trick the cops. I can't believe a guy at a thrift store making 10 bucks an hour minimum wage would be running out the door after somebody for a bag. I don't know, man. I've I've seen some stuff working in retail. <laughs> I mean, I've seen idiots run after someone. When I used to work at Sam's Club, we had a guy picked up a TV. Like, I mean, this is when the TV was like five dollars or $600 at the time. And runs out the door and people chased after him in the parking lot, which is, again, again, company policy and not something you're supposed to be doing. And they chased him down where he dropped the TV and ran across the street. And I just went, oh, okay. like I wasn't there that day, but I'd be like, we're not supposed to just call the police. Just call security and go, OK, you're not supposed to chase. <laughs> if you if you catch him, you lose your job. Mm-hmm. So why catch him? Because you literally will lose your job if you go up to and grab him and, and he says, oh, they touched me. Well, you took a TV and ran. Oh, they touched me. You're fi- you're fired. Yep. So it's like, fuck it. Let him. He's not, I mean, the cops can deal with it. <laughs> they are problem anymore. But yeah, that's what yeah. I so that's what I go through my head. Cause I'm like, I'm not going to stop somebody. I, when I worked at a different job not too long ago, I had somebody steal something and I didn't go run out. I'm like, oh, 
Okay. When you sell something like for five dollars, I'm like, well, that's too bad. Nothing we can do about it now. I wasn't gonna run out the door and go, hey, hey, sir, sir. Like, mm, see ya. <laughs> I'll just watch for you next time you come in the store. And never let you in again. That's all. Yep. I mean that <laughs> that was what the solution was, but I thought so, so I find it very unbelievable. There's enough of my rant. Someone please take over. <laughs> <laughs> so after Sean confronts the daughter, the McCallum daughter, Katarina is her name, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Yeah. Katarina McCallum. Sean goes back to talk to Lucinda about getting access to the father. And he says that he saw something. So that's not going to happen. <laughs> but he wants information on one of one of the friends Dan. or so. Yeah. What was his name? The uh, the son that was kidnapped. Oh, I can't. Uh, da, 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 da. It's just Cameron McCallum Jr. Yes, Camden McCallum Jr. Thank you. He wants information on the friend whose cabin they, their bodies were found at, Malcolm Orso. So Sean has to go to the firing range with Lucinda. <laughs> this is probably get my this favorite information. scene. I love this scene. This is uh, this why scene bothers me because, like Sean says to her, he says that I know that you know that this isn't this isn't over. This isn't there's something we're missing. But still, he's right. So she helps. And then he's a good, really good shot. He's <laughs> never for marksman. Right? Yeah. She's like, you missed. Did I <laughs> pull the target sheet up? And all of his shots are right next to hers. I don't think that is ever brought up again in the entire show. Yeah. Uh, the Fast and the Furious episode when he's on the hood of the car and he shoots out the tire. Yep. Oh, God. He so does one shoot time. a gun a couple more times. Okay. I <laughs> it's, it's not often. I don't think he likes guns. Because I didn't remember any of this. And I was like, I don't remember him being a good shooter. Oh, yep. Expert. Henry was training him to be super cop. Yep. More or less. Of course, he's a good shot. Okay. Just don't remember any of it. All right. That backfired. (laughs) Yes, it did. But after Sean doesn't get help, he and Gus go to confront Camden McCallum Sr. By themselves. (laughs) <laughs> yes, the general from Stargate SG One. Hey, he's a great character and a great leader in that show. He does a he's a he's something else in that show. Okay, he's is act. It's actor Don S. Davis. Like he has a name. <laughs> I think he passed away too. Ah, uh, yes, he did. He passed away in June of twenty eighteen. Yeah, or twenty eight. Whatever. There's numbers. <laughs> it did on the date. I'll give you that. <laughs> yep. 2008, amusingly enough, in Twin Peaks, he also played a military gentleman. So he does have a face for military. But Sean and Gus go to confront Mr. McCallum, and he gets nowhere until Gus notices that, oh, he has medication for dog bites. This is not the last time that Gus's insider pharmaceutical knowledge will come in handy during the show. Gotta get that come to mind. But I like that they have that. I think that's a good little... It bounces off each other well. So Sean, after that, decides he has to get the cops there. So he calls the cops on himself. <laughs> Which I think cops. this is funny. Oh, this is great. You know, and then they're like, who called the cops? They're like, I don't know. <laughs> he called the cops on himself. <laughs> this is where he does, like... And they, and they, and they have him arrested. Like, they they cuffed him up. And they're bringing him, you know, about to put him in the car. And then you have Lassiter hits his head on the car door. He's like, oh, sorry. And I'm just like... Uh, <laughs> It bothered me more in 2021 after what we just went through in the last few years than it would have in 2006. Yeah. So, 
it reminded me of an idiot going, hey, you just bump him in the head. Who cares? Just knock him in the head when you put him in there in the car. You know, that's what it reminded me of. But that's neither here nor there. And then and this is when why he's cuffed. He has the fake vision where he starts like, you know, falling on the ground and be like, oh, I can see. And he's like, check his arm. There's a dog bite. And sure enough, there is a dog bite. And when exposed, McCallum confesses right away. Well, they don't even see the dog bite. They they tell him to take off. He says no. He says, I'll get my lawyer. And when he says that, that's when it clicks that, yeah, he's not innocent. Oh, yeah, because yeah. Karen kind of wises up to him. Said, uh, why not? We could just discredit him here now. So I'll get my lawyer. And she's like, oh, I'll be waiting here. Then yeah, he just kind of gives up. She's such a badass. I love it. She yep. is good. I was upset when she wasn't on the show for that little bit. But. Yeah, the last couple seasons are kind of hit or miss. La- the last season is garbage. She's, she's in into the last season. And she goes away and comes back. She's in the movie, at least the first one. I need to watch that. And the second one. And this is when you then, Sean goes back to the chief to go get paid, and he sees that his dad is talking to the chief, and then he gets this whole thing where it's like, uh, you know, your dad didn't have the same story as you did. Oh, well, you know, he forgets things, and, you know, he thinks that his dad said, oh, he's not actually psychic, but he tells him Mm -hmm. that it came when he was 18 or something. (sighs) It's just like him to belittle my gift. (laughs) So this is Henry backing Sean up. Which For is, the first time in years. Yeah. I mean, one thing about because Sean that I like is he's a character who's able to think very fast on his feet. He's very quick to come up with ideas. He's very, and that's something that I feel I have a gift for too, majority of the time, that you're able to think fast and that can get you out of a lot of bad situations, even though the guy's a freaking fraud the whole time. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> just thinking fast has got me out of a lot of sticky situations before in life. No. Same. It's also got me into a lot of sticky situations. So. <laughs> Accurate. And no, I, I like their. I don't like the relationship with the, with the dad in this episode, but I do like the like, where the relationship goes with the dad as the series progresses. I like their. I like how they grow together. I kind of saw it as Henry sees that it's not the method that he wanted, but Sean's still out there doing good with the the skills he taught him. So he and he's, he's actually not trying it, to do something. Right. <laughs> he's not going to admit it right out, but he is proud of him. He can't. <laughs> yeah. You see, he cut out the the article and has it in the truck. I'm not okay with any of this, Sean. Uh-huh. That that was cute. That was a cute little moment, though. It really was to me. Yeah, it made me happy. And then you also have you also have Karen give him a new case. So you know they're going to get more work, and he's so excited. So then this is where you then he goes to get Gus, and they pull up and to the office, and he's like, "We rented an office building." Gus, like, "You rented an office building? No, no, you're <laughs> in the lease too, Gus." How should not like that? anything like your signature. <laughs> <laughs> so bad and then he so and i got it when you first see the psych office sign it's blue here we go uh-huh and, and bothered you because it's different yeah it wasn't green yet and it's supposed to be green proof of concept what <laughs> really bothered me <laughs> i don't know why but it bothered me a lot we well starting in the next episode everything is the way it's supposed to be i know it, and it was funny, like, and then then you finally get the outro song, the intro song. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because now the we have the logo, song. so now you can do the intro, which the song was written for the show. It was written by the creator of the show, Steve Franks. It's his band, the Friendly it's Indians. A good one. Yep, this slightly racist band name. <laughs> slightly, <laughs> they're friendly. It's a good song. I mean, call, it's, it is a good song. It's an earworm for sure. 
you might hear it shortly, depending on what happens in the next. Uh, unless the mic is is generous again and cuts, <laughs> cuts you off. again. It's like fuck you, Mike. Stop singing. <laughs> yes. Uh, any last thing to say about? Or actually, if we want to talk about a little bit extra later in the show, we can now before we go to shelf stacker box. We got time. Well, let's talk about the differences between the pilot and the rest of the show. First off, the psych logo is going to be green in your other episodes. <laughs> Very important. Very important. Now, we'll save all that stuff for future episodes when we come back to this show. Yeah, okay. Not sure when we're going to do that, everybody, but we're if going you to. all send an email or tweet <laughs> to... I would say... You can send an email to gamesmymomfawn at yahoo.com, but I haven't checked that email before, so I can't guarantee you I'll read it. Yeah, just tweet them at mom underscore found. Tell, yes. them, tell them you want more psych episodes. And as long as, and long as your name isn't Kaiden, Kaiden Kane or, or at Sanity, I'll believe you. So, hey, I know yeah. I said your name wrong. But still. <laughs> People expect That's it. That's fine. It's so normal, isn't it, at this point? Yeah. But as the show goes on... Gus and Sean still have this amazing friendship, but it becomes more of an Abbott and Costello-like style of friendship. You get some great comedy chops from Sean while Gus is acting as the straight man. Uh, Henry becomes more of a central character. There's a new cop to replace outgoing Lucinda Berry. (laughs) (laughs) That is Juliet O'Hara, who is Lasseter's new partner. And Sean is entranced with from day one, thanks to the early spoiler in this Eh. episode. (laughs) It's fine. You know they're going to hook up. A long time later. Oh, yeah. Long time later. Season four or five, something. No. It's a later? Seven? Six? Jeez. I think it's the end of six. I think it's the end of six because something happened. They're only, to, yeah, I don't want to go more spoiler, but yeah, it, it's it's late. I mean, they play that game for a long time. They're going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. We and the show is mostly very cook. comedic, but there are three episodes that take the comedic uh, thing, throw it out the window, and get dark as hell for well, the show. Oh, yeah. I mean, are you talking those, about the Yang trilogy? Yeah. yeah that stuff the is fucked up. Season three, four, and five finales are, yeah, they're twisted. I love those episodes. Those are b- probably my favorite episodes of the show. <laughs> I'm not surprised in any shape or form. No. Nope. Uh, one nice thing about this show, though, is the recurring 80s stars coming back. Uh, Ali Sheedy from The Breakfast Club plays mm-hmm. an important recurring role. Peter Weller from RoboCop comes in and plays a very important role. The aforementioned Kurt Smith from Tears for Fears shows up. <laughs> Multiple times, as himself. Yep. <laughs> Not playing somebody, he's just Kurt Smith. Funny though, when he there are up. a lot of 80s people that come back. Um, Corey Nelson. Feldman shows up. Yep, Judd Nelson. Anthony Michael Hall. Uh, <laughs> that's the worst part of the show, when he shows up. I disagree, but that's fine. <laughs> Remember, we honor all opinions here at games my mom found, Perfect. even if they're wrong. Like <laughs> People are used to that, too. Mm-hmm. I don't <laughs> listen to the show at this point. Y'all are, yeah, they know my opinions. Uh, the show, I think if I had to describe it in one way, it would be live action Scooby-Doo without the dog. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Because there are many possibly supernatural crimes that always end up being somebody 
some human doing it. There's great will they won't they chemistry in amongst a lot of people of the show. Uh, there's pineapples. I'm sure Scooby Doo <laughs> had pineapples in it at one point. <sighs> that is funny that the whole thing, the pineapples, is all just an ad lib thing that he did once. <laughs> it's pretty good. The show um, brought me. When I went into it, oh, I had yeah. no an- anticipation to like it. I'm like, this is stupid. And then I, I fell in love with it and I watched it all the way through. Maybe that's so, how you feel about this other show we're trying to push on you. Mm-hmm. You want to watch Game of Thrones? We can do that. As long as, as long as you're tweeting at Mike, make sure he knows to watch Better Off Ted because he's yep, missing out. Better Off Ted. <laughs> People do tweet at me sometimes, though. Like, there was a long time ago, somebody suggested that we should cover uh, Paper Mario. That hasn't happened yet, of course, but someone did suggest it. It almost happened. It was on the schedule at one point. Well, yeah, and then we took it off. Tentative schedule. <laughs> one day. I do want to play it. Especially one. if I can emulate 64 on my phone, I would gladly play it. But while we're waiting for Paper Mario, everybody, tweet at games my mom found <laughs> to talk about Better Off Ted. <laughs> now streaming on Hulu. Yep. I don't have Hulu, so I can't do it. Sorry. If you want to vote in our Patreon and give me more money, I'll go sign up for Yeah, so you have a Patreon. You, you can make that happen. Everybody, go become a patron of games my mom found. Trust me. <laughs> I don't even me. want the money. I just want people to vote because the more people that vote, the more excited I am to do different things. So, you know, that's really what it comes down to. But the money is nice. It pays. Hey, it pays for hosting. I make a dollar off the show now a month Woo-hoo, for all my hard work. <laughs> I'm okay. And I'm kind of cool. And yeah, you're I'm a patron. And I voted for Psych. <laughs> I also voted for Reanimator. Would you vote for in the holiday pool that's up right now? I think I voted for Home Alone because you didn't oh. have the best Christmas movie on there. I heard. You you made the right choice. You guys didn't you didn't watch uh, you didn't put Christmas Wedding Planner on there. <laughs> what? Christmas Wedding Planner is a wonderful Christmas movie on Netflix. It was directed by Justin G. Dyke and written by Keith Cooper, who would go on to make 2020's best horror movie release, Anything for Jackson. But this was back when they were just doing work to make it happen. Great Christmas movie. Go out and watch it today, everybody. Christmas (laughs) Wedding Planner available on Netflix. I don't think I'm going to do that. I don't think I'm going to do it. Shout out to Justin G. Dyke and Keith Cooper. We follow each other on Twitter. What's up, guys? Okay. No, I mean, each one, I let everyone pick. Well, I let Bill, Bill's wife, Mike, and my wife all pick the movie on here. Right now, we have a three-way tie, which I'm not okay with. So people go, for a little dollar, go sign up our Patreon poll. You'll see a thing down in the show notes. Please, somebody as, vote. As, I can't. As long as you're going to vote for Home Alone. If you're not, then don't bother. I can't have a tie. A tie will bother me a lot, because then I don't know what to do. <laughs> well, my vote's for sale, so... <laughs> <laughs> your vote's locked in. I don't think you can change it once you once you vote for Home Alone. <laughs> it's Home Alone, Elf, Nightmare Before Christmas, and somebody voted for Christmas Story. I only really want actually. Watch. I can vote for. Wait a minute. I can vote for multiple things. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Enough of this. Um, we should go to Shelf Snacker Box. And Mike, since this was your idea, what would you put the pilot? Uh. Well, as we've said, the Pilot here is a proof of concept. I don't know if anyone caught that. I think Kenneth mentioned it once, but uh, it definitely lays the groundwork what the series is going to become. And it apparently worked on me. I don't know if this is where I started, but I, I've seen the whole series at least twice, plus the movies. So it's 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 up there. It's good. But also, 
the question is, would the pi- would this pilot make you want to watch more if you hadn't seen it already? I know it's a hard question. Probably the the humor is is my brand of immaturity. So yes, it is. Yeah, I probably would have kept going. Right. So you put where are you going to put it? Shelf, stack, or box? Shelf, duh. Okay. How about you, Ken? Oh, it's definitely going on my shelf, and uh, coincidentally, that is also where my Psych Complete Series Blu-ray or a DVD <laughs> set is right now on my shelf. So it's a good place to keep it. I caught the pilot when it first aired. I didn't even watch Monk, which was the lead-in for this. I was just flipping around, and I saw something that said Psych and Psychic Detective, and I was like, oh, well, I'm going to watch that. And I stuck with it. I stuck with it for a long, long time. This was one of my favorite shows. I don't buy a lot of shows unless I love them, and Psych has a proud place <laughs> on my shelf. Okay. And now, and w- did, and w- did this pilot make you want to watch more if you hadn't seen already seen the whole show? <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Like when I originally watched the pilot, it I did watch the following episodes. Okay. I mean, I had to. I like the interplay between Sean and Gus so much right out of the gate. And that's really what sold it to me was that it reminded me of old friendships that I've had. And even though I don't have those friends anymore, I can still watch Psych and feel like I did way back when. You're okay. welcome for the depressing end. <laughs> <laughs> All time moves on. You know, I guess that's it just does. Life. But you know what doesn't move on? The complete series of Psych that I have on my shelf right now. <laughs> Sean Incidentally, Spencer. Mine, mine is currently in a box because we just moved. so <laughs> But it's not in the box. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, shelf for me, basically. <laughs> okay. I'm glad we solved that mystery. Uh, for me, I'll go last. Uh, this is going in the box. I don't like this pilot. When I first saw the pilot, I didn't want to watch more. I'm like, Tiff, this is stupid. I don't like this. I don't want to watch anymore. But she was, I was editing. So I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll watch more. Why not? Not like I got anything else to lose. So, you know, I was editing. I wasn't caring. I watched it and it grew on me after a little while, but I, I, it took a little bit and I really got into the show and I love the show now. I think the show is great and I recommend everyone should go watch the entire series except for the last season. Yeah, it's still watch it. Yeah, it's still funny. It's just, you can tell they were kind of like, where do we go from here? Well, it's just, you know. You can tell they thought they were going to get canceled, and they just didn't get canceled, so they just threw something together. You, that's how At least got to watch the the second to last episode, the true end to the to the series. But then you can skip the last episode. What was yep. the? And don't forget, like all these shows at the time, there was a musical episode. Yep, there was that. There was. I can't even remember what it was. It was the one where they sang the whole, the whole yeah. show. <laughs> I have no recollection of this. It was I a know, long one, too, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, because it's like it's sold by itself now. You can get a DVD with just Psych the Musical on it. Huh. I don't remember this. I might have to go look it up. And I, pro- I know I watched it. I just have no recollection of what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, it was like aired between season seven and eight. It was like a feature length musical episode. It was 88 minutes long. It wasn't on there. Huh. But it's on Pico. I bet you I know where you can find it. <laughs> you find the complete series. <sighs> and you can find it now streaming on Peacock. <laughs> Please, NBC, sponsor us. Yeah, it's not on. I never saw it. That's why I don't know it because it's not on. It's not on Amazon. When you go to oh. when you go to it, I found it. It's just this video is currently unavailable. Yeah, you need to watch that. There's a, an important event that happens in that episode. Okay. 
It's why a recurring character doesn't recur anymore. God, I can't believe they fucking Amazon. So I'm pretty sure I don't remember a singing episode. I mean, the only episode I, that I can think of singing was Buffy and not this. So, <laughs> yeah, that's a good episode, too. I got it. It could be bunnies. That's nope. Nope. Don't know. Not we're, we don't need to go into Anya's song. <laughs> oh, how about I got a theory? It could be witches, but not to do 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 do. I can't remember the words. No, it's lie to him and tell him his mic cut out again. He's a little <laughs> <bit now>. <laughs> <laughs> so I no, can't hear you. Sorry. Uh, oh, and before we wrap up this episode, I think I should do God, anything else you guys want to say before we go to plugs in this haphazard episode that fits the show just fine. Watch psych. <laughs> okay, so I'll take this. And better off, Ted. All right, and better off, Ted. And <laughs> please, as you as I mentioned earlier, please subscribe to us on Patreon. Help us out. Throw us a dollar. You can vote in our poll, and somebody make it not a tie, so I don't have to figure out what make you know make the decision myself because I know what I'll be. So definitely go do that. And then also, I want to say please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And we're on YouTube. We are on YouTube, but only audio because I refuse to record video and edit video. Maybe one day, someday, maybe. <laughs> But we are on YouTube. If you'd rather get your podcast that way, it's there for you. It's usually on time. And to wrap up this episode the way I tried to start it, I think I should wrap it up the same way. Hopefully my mic doesn't cut out this time. Hopefully, maybe. In between the line, there's a lot of obscurity. I'm not inclined to resign to maturity. This is all right, then. You're all wrong. But why bounce around to the same thing? Yay, it cut out. <laughs> I break it up? Yep, there is a god. Yeah, it did cut out. You know, I give up. Fuck it. You know, that's it. Go enjoy the wonderful outro and intro courtesy of Helena at Hell Hath Fear. You will see a link in the show notes to her TikTok. You, there you can hear good music that was recorded <laughs> not cut out three or four times when we tried to do the stupid joke. That's funny. And that's all I got for you guys. So we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. So long, everyone. I know. I know.